Jersey and Amanda. Jam Nation. Yes, International Women's Day. And lots of work still to be done. Hearing, I mean, what can I do for you? Stories about, I mean, women overseas, girls fighting for education, fighting for, for lives, for livelihoods. But so much stuff still to be done here in terms of family violence, in terms of super pay gap, in terms of pay gaps, all that kind of stuff. But lots of women are saying very moving and interesting and powerful things in the last couple of days. I was really taken with Jessica Rowe, who said this yesterday. Let me take you back quite some years ago when I was a news presenter at Channel 10 in Sydney. Now, I was reading the five o'clock news along with a male co-host. This was a job that I ended up doing for 10 years. When I first started this job, yes, I was junior. I didn't have the experience that my co-host had. So I knew I had things to learn. But let's fast forward the clock. Six years later it was, and I still was not able to read what we call the main news story. That is the first news story that you will hear when you switch on the TV news. It was always my male co-host's job to do that. Come on, six years into the role, I think it was time for me to really have my turn, so to speak. So I said to my boss, why is it that Ron gets to read the lead news story and I don't? He said to me, well, lovey, that's because Ron's a man and you're a woman. I wrote that down. And then I decided to go to HR department and they tried to laugh it off. Oh, he's joking. I said, no, he's not joking. I said, if you look across the entire network, not one woman reads the lead news story. The HR department didn't even know this. And so I went away, read the news that night. The next day, my boss came to me and he said, You're going to be reading the lead news story. I was like, yes, this is a win. You're watching the five o'clock news. My male co-host wouldn't talk to me for probably about six weeks because he thought I was being uppity. I didn't care, though. For me, that was a battle worth fighting. And from that day on, every woman on the 10 Network got their chance to read the lead news story and they alternated it with their male co-host. So that is why it is so important to call out discrimination when you see it, but also more importantly, to do it when you have the power. Mm. Impressive, isn't it? You don't even think about that stuff. No, well, and and keeping this in the media for a moment, Lisa Miller, an incredible journalist. On the ABC. A very impressive woman. She does breakfast radio, on uh, breakfast TV on the ABC. She has been, she cops trolling like you wouldn't believe for her clothes, for her so-called bias. Both sides accuse her of bias, etc. But this week it was particularly terrible about an outfit she'd worn. And the ABC pretty much did an extraordinary thing of calling it out. They often do call it out, but they're calling out other media outlets Mm -hmm. who have contacted the ABC under the guise of pretending that they're concerned for Lisa, but use this as an excuse to republish the abuse. As the ABC says, giving anonymous social media bullies publicity on a national platform is participating in perpetuating antisocial behaviour, very serious issue of online abuse of women, especially on the eve of International Women's Day. Please be more responsible. 
Michael Rowland, her, her on-air colleague, has said, enough, enough of the abuse comments about Lisa Miller and other female presenters, enough of amplifying the bullying by republishing offensive comments, do mm. better. That's a call out to the media. Also, I follow Brooke Shields. She has a platform called Beginning Is Now. This is for women who are probably over 50 and looking for the – we talk about the third act of their lives. And this is something that I saw yesterday, what the mental load of women can look like. You should have just asked, tell me what to do and I'll do it. I don't know what needs to be done. I can do it if you leave me a list. You never asked. These are the things women get told if they say, why didn't you do something? This is in your domestic scenario at home or maybe at work. But the mental load is often referred to as worry work and it often, more often than not, falls on the women's shoulders. A mental load is about being the one in charge of having to do the never-ending list of to-do items, remembering what needs to be done, delegating the tasks, and it is exhausting. The comments that this got was so interesting. This is one I saw. My husband and I spoke about that. He spoke about, we had a friend who spoke about changing a doorknob in his home one Saturday. How in the time it took him to complete the project, his wife had completed 47 other jobs, had kept the kids out of the way because he was working on a big project. They admired the work he'd done on the doorknob. For some reason, that episode resonated with my husband, who vowed not to be doorknob needy. <laughs> he stepped up and took over the infra... This is the, th- the thing, the infrastructural work of our family, not just the one-off projects. Mm. Someone said with their husband, his, my husband's world is small, mine is big. I live in the wheel's axis. He gets to luxuriate in one or two spokes. So when I ask him to take the dog out when I'm dealing with so many other things for so many people, the last thing I want to hear is, I did it last time. So this is just a call out to men. There's nothing more attractive to your partner than you doing something unprompted, than you looking around and seeing something that needs to be done and just doing it. Because women do the worry work. They take the mental load and it increases burnout. It really, really does. So on International Women's Day, they're just some of the things we can be thinking about. There you go. Anything I need to do for you around here? I'll let you know, Brendan, but don't ask for a list. I want you to observe (laughs) and know.